Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, America. I'm John Quinones, and welcome to another episode of What Would You Do? In this episode, imagine you're on a boat. You're with a certain someone. Maybe it's someone you know well. Maybe it's not. The boat starts rocking, and you get an idea in your head of maybe we should make out and touch each other in inappropriate places. And while you're doing that, you look straight at him. You look into his eyes. You know full well his name is Colin, but you say... Where's Gary? Poodle, what would you do? Uh, I'd say, no, that's your name. You're Gary. <laughs> and then I would spend 20 minutes convincing him that the reality he lived in, or he thought he lived in before, wasn't right. And his name was actually Gary. He, he wasn't even on a boat? No, 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 no. You, there's, there's no way getting out of that except what I just said. <laughs> there's no other. There's no way to explain saying someone else's name. It's the worst thing you can do. This it's is really, deck selling yacht. This is BDSM. It is BDSM. Reality Gaze presents BDSM whatever. Episode four, episode 12 of season four, the, another double-decker. This episode's called Let Them Eat Cake. Let uh, them eat cake if they have no bread. We are, um, because there, there's more this episode, there wasn't a lot on episode 13. No. So we're actually, a lot. We're, we're DPing everybody. We're DPing our sissies. We're kind of DPing ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. I can do that, I'll never leave the house. <laughs> I just moved my cigar. <laughs> you just move your cigar. And, I just, oh, oh, I thought you like meant like Groucho you put, Marks. I know. I thought you meant you put your cigar in your butt. I don't know why I thought that. Wow. Anyway, so we'll be doing episode thirteen as well. Um, so which was wonderfully called Bone with Steak or T Bone with Steaks. That was a T-bone great T Bone with Steaks. I no. uh, I assume that's because they were about to T Bone a boat, or or mm-hmm. he was T Boned. Mm-hmm. And with stakes, in other words, it's very dangerous. Now just, that I just are you happy that I explained the ti- the episode ha- title? I, I am happy. Um, it all like you said, it always helps a joke. Um, <laughs> it always helps helps me to exhaust. Everything. Yeah, but it's funny though. You have 
te- you have been T-boned with stakes. And the stakes are always very high. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, true. and the morals are all very low. That's true. I'm, yeah. So um, we're going to listen to both before we jump into this. We're going to talk about both. Can I just bring something up? This actually happens in the second episode, but I felt so strongly about it. I need to get it out. And I think you'll probably, you'll probably agree with me. I don't know. You, you, you may throw me under the bus about this. I'm happy to. Um, in the second charter, they're mm-hmm. having this conversation and they're basically like, uh, this looks like a curly fry. Get it away. Yuck. Curly fries. Who goes to Arby's and who goes to Long John Silver's? I do not support fast food elitism in my administration. This was my biggest note on Below Thank Deck, you. I am so glad. Y'all, we have all been in a place where we've had to get shit fast food. I think Arby's is right there in the middle. It is not shit. Arby's is, y'all. I prefer Arby's, but there's not one close to us, so I have to go to Jack in the Box. But whenever, on a rare occasion that I'm hungover, what do I want? Curly fries and a Dr. Pepper. Curly fries are delicious. And I won't, I won't, I will not stand for this curly fry shaming. I I would argue maybe uh, even the best fries. They maybe would be number one if you don't count the uh, homophobic waffle fries that are delicious. At at Chick-fil-A, yes. Um, Waffle fries are, or Carl's Jr. has a brand called Chris Cut Fries, which are delightful. Really? That's yes. No. Yes. So I th- or Carlson or, or Hardee's, depending where where you are in the United States. <laughs> Thank you for that. So you probably had was it Carlson where you were or Hardee's? Wait, I'm sorry. You talking? I'm literally just thinking Chris cut cut fries, Chris cut fries. Chris cut. <laughs> I said, was it Carl's Jr. for you or Hardee's? It was. We had Hardee's when we were younger, and then it all yeah. changed to Carl's Jr. Yes. I'm not sure if there are any Hardee's anymore. I think in I the South know. there are. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I don't really go there anymore. But I, yo, this is fast food elitism, and whether we've wow. all, all of us at one time have had to go to a Long John Silver's, or maybe you were like me and loved as a child, loved the little crispies that came with that fried fish, and uh, so much so that my mother said, "Chaper, don't eat any more of those. That's just fried dough." <laughs> Hey, at least you knew it was dough. I thought it was fish. <laughs> you thought those crispies are hush puppies? Oh, I thought they were blowfish. What? What the fuck are you talking about? I thought hush puppies were blowfish because you only ate them at seafood restaurants. So I thought everything on my plate that I ate was seafood. What the fuck are you talking about? You thought no. You you did not. You're lying. No, when I was a little kid, I thought hush puppies were fish. But they don't taste like fish. Well, I'm from Oklahoma landlord. We barely had fish. <laughs> We'd go to Catfish Louie's to get fish sticks. I mean, Long John Silver's doesn't does barely taste like fish. I guess. I'm just trying to think the the mental gymnastics that we require to think that hush puppies are fish. fish. Like it blew up like a little round blowfish, like you see. We need we to need move to on. move on. I'm yeah. I'm I, I'm I just I need to think I need to focus on my outrage at this woman. <laughs> I just think these are these are these are some coastal elites, um, and a queen, 
Uh, <laughs> you know what? Maybe you shouldn't knock uh, Carl's Jr. and you wouldn't run into a piece of glass. <laughs> I think he didn't. He may have not said anything, but that I just thought that's I. I found that elitist language uh, hurtful, hurtful and unnecessary. I agree. Really. Um, and justice for curly fries. Come apparently, on. Apparently, he's never banged half of the football team at two o'clock in the morning, and when he leaves, he's hungry. Because that the only thing that's going to fill that hurt that leaves when all those football team that that they the hole that they left before they were filling you <laughs> is wow. curly fries. Wow, that was descriptive. <laughs> we lost the sponsor a sponsor on that. It leaves a curly fry shaped hole in you, it cr- and it's the wow. only way to get it full. <laughs> Y'all be sure to um be sure to uh check me out on Dates and Mates, Demona Hoffman's podcast that dropped today. So you can listen or dropped earlier today. You just going tonight. So you can listen to that again, Dates and Mates, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um also, what was our other uh we've already kind of announced things that are coming. We do that is this the first below deck bank. where we talk about Badoo? Badoo. We did we didn't talk about that last episode, did we? Uh below deck sailing yacht or sorry, Badoo. Badoo is back. Badoo is back. Below Deck Down Under is coming back July 17th, which is why we think they're kind of burning off this season, which I don't understand. I know Um, they're they're off the week of July 4th, as are we. We're off that week. Um, Poodle, who are you most excited to see on Below Deck Down Under? Aisha! Aisha, I'm so excited. She seems to have everything going for her this season. Unfortunately, Magda is not is not with them on the charter season. It looks like quite a handful, though. I'm just happy so I can do. Magda I'm has exposed for- her nipples to the charter guests. <laughs> You just still, y'all. He still just says it to. Him. We'll be in an airport. He'll just look at me. Man, just exposed some nipples to the chart again, but I'm still trying to give a positive feedback. He just says it to me, and I'm like, <laughs> "You were in seat 12. It's my ASMR. <laughs> it is. Uh, um, yeah, and but and they have a uh, female chef. Everything looks cool. Um, and Jason is wearing a budgie smuggler, a uh, speedo. Yes, it's looks great. Looks, looks, and there's a like a love triangle, um, quadrangle, quadrangle, especially Pentagon, like, like we almost have on this episode or this chart, especially with Bonnie, sister Bonnie coming in. But what do you think about? I want to know, were you turned on or aroused, or what was your reaction when Gary started just actively arousing his nipples on the camera? You know. I find him, I don't find him appealing uh, sexually. Like, there's something about him that is kind of fun, uh, I think. And the the fact that he's like a good time guy, I don't find him sexually attractive at all. I know there's one point where I kind of got it, like last season. But yeah. I still think he looks really rough. I'm, um, I'm losing it. I'm. It, I. I don't have it really anymore either. No. When Alex pulled up his shirt to photograph his nipple, and acted like he was going to kiss Colin, I got a little. I kind of the ground underneath me went gave way. <laughs> yeah. I will say 
Alex is really coming on as he was a slow burn, but I'm starting to like him more and more. Him just nerding out about the fish. <laughs> I love that. The s- simple things like Alex talking about fish or G- Captain Glenn playing chess with someone online. Someone. someone. It's uh, if you had been there with Alex and uh, he had said, oh, one of those small bugs are flying. I got these from your house. You did not. <laughs> I don't you know how you think home. that one that one just like hitched a ride yes. in your hair. Yeah, yes, yes, that's probably. Oh God, um, I that also the scene where they had Alex cleaning the glass, so shirtless, and he was wiping the glass down. And yeah, he's all kind of wet and sweaty. He's grown on me. He's grown on me. He could grow in me. I think he's gonna be on Winter House or not the the Winter House. Isn't it perfect? I think yeah. he'll probably be on the next Winter House, and he'll be boring. He will be because he's not a hookup type. No, I he's not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. What's your first tea bag? Although supposedly, I think he's going to try to hook up with Daisy's sister, who uh, looks uh, just like her, like yeah. copy paste with just dark hair. <laughs> it's going to be dueling awkward. She said awkward twice. It's it's quite awkward. I got I got a dilute of it's very awkward. Awkward. There was also a time when she's like, girls, 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 these toilets are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like her bro goes so uh, especially certain words, saloon, disgusting. She did say main saloon. That's saloon. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that very much. I I had a kind of just general thought about this, about the Gary, Daisy, Colin situation. And because I was thinking about, boy, why? It's it's not, it's kind of like these people have been servers. If you've ever been in serving and you wind up just fucking everybody in your serving family uh, because you're with them all the time. Jason uh, Regal did that when I worked for Gap. He came yeah. up from Gap Kids Retail. when I worked at the Vista Ridge Mall, and he popped. And he came in the Gap. He dropped. He was always the cute one down at Gap Kids. He was gay, and then he popped up to Gap. I thought he was just real nice to everybody. And then one day we went out to the village for someone's birthday, and he made out with everybody, but me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> there were other gays there. Yeah, I just sat there in the corner. Well, yeah, everybody. Can you imagine the straight guys that worked at Gap? There were none. There was well, I thought one there might guy. be women. He did stock. Yeah, there were some women too, but there was a lot of guys that worked at the Gap. And so, um, it's more of a masculine, uh, yeah, <laughs> place. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I just do retail. They all made out and danced with each other and took their shirts off. And I watched some drag shows up in the Rose Room and gave all my money <laughs> to the drag queens. A sweet story. Uh, anyway, yeah. though, you fuck your server family. You have relationships with them. This is even – think about this. That That's why, like, some of these people who have relationships, they're also got the reality TV crucible. So it's both things. Yeah. Even though people like Daisy and Colin – Colin, I think, has his own boat. But Daisy and Gary – they do other charter things throughout the year. Obviously, they, they're mm-hmm. they're they're just yachties. They're they're ship rats. So this is what they do. 
but there's something about coming back season after season. And that's why as soon as they're, t- they're kind of like, that's why Daisy and, and Gary were kind of together. But as soon as they're off the boat, they're like, oh, this is real life. We forget what it's like. Yeah. Without the crucible of emotional mm-hmm. of, of emotions. Well, the pressure and, cooker, the emotional yeah. pressure cooker. That and in. that's why they're hooking up. I, that, I know some of you have already realized this, but I'm just I'm bringing it up because pe- when are people like, how do they? Why do they only like hook up during the show? Because it's such pressure. Like poodle um, at summer camp. Yeah, that was it. That's I. I that, it was the same feeling. I needed to hook up with whoever I could, and sometimes I hooked up with people who are around me. Because this time is, it's really, uh, it, it's, it's, time is fleeting. It's almost time a meta- is fleeting. Yeah. Um, fledging. 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 Um, okay. What's your first tea bag? Uh, I was just, my first tea bag is. I'm sorry. I was trying to read what I was writing. I don't, it doesn't make sense. Sorry. <laughs> I kind of Gary. Gary blaming Chase again for saying, yeah, Chase said your boat looked really shitty today. Again, I, some are saying this is a failure of leadership. I agree. What this is a bigger uh, form of, and we've said this before, this is Gary trying not to be the bad guy. Yeah. And he can get more. He can, he can tell each of the deck deckies who work under him that I'm on your side. I, I'm a great boss, mm-hmm. but what he just wants to be liked. He doesn't want to be a boss. And so he goes to Chase and says, or he goes to Alex and says, yeah, Chase wasn't happy this morning about your job. And and then, and then of course, Alex goes to Chase saying, hey, I hope you heard it wasn't happy. It's like, so uh, Gary, he says, Gary, Gary, Gary's making it look like I'm a tattletale bitch. Not tattletale bitch. Not tell, not tattletale. And anyway, it's it's interesting later on in the second episode, they just kind of go, hey, if there's a problem, let's hey. not go to Gary and skip him altogether and just it was, handle it with the two of us. It was very um, – it was very um, – it felt very, hey, can I speak with you woman to woman? Mm-hmm. Y'all know if – I-Y-K-Y-K. I don't know it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what speaking what? Woman, to woman means. No, I don't know what that means. That um, now I can't. You're supposed to remember. It's the Deadwood duet. The um, um, it's not Whitney Houston, is it? No, it's not. Uh, it's not Whitney Houston. Same script, different cast, and it's not the boy is mine. Um, what is it? Can I speak with you, woman? To what is that? I don't know. Could you sing it? You can't. <laughs> oh, it's I forgot. I think it's that song, Woman to Woman. I don't think I know that song. There's a song. I'm fucking it up, but I, there's like an R&B song, and at the end, she's like, hey, can I speak to you woman to woman? And I can't and remember it And now. it's not The Boy Is Mine? I thought it was. That's why I said IYK. That's why I never say IYK. You know, because I don't even know. Because you don't know. I got confused. <laughs> Hey, can I speak to you woman to woman? Are you sure that's what it is? I just, it's like a, that's not the name of the song. That's what she says in a spoken thing at the beginning. Yeah, but I'm Googling that. I, I, if I can't find that, I can't help you. We need to move on. We, we, I've completely. Here's, here's what comes up. Woman to woman song Shirley. by Shirley Brown. Yeah. I, I, 
I don't know what you're talking about. If I can't Google the exact phrase, I don't know how we can we can remedy this. I guess, you this know, is so words, frustrating. In the words of my Karen, Aunt Karen, it's a mystery to me. I but you brought it up, you bitch. I know. I said he's going to tell us. I, I don't know what to say. I really was so sure it was that one. Then as soon as you asked me, I went, oh, wait, it's not. Let us know, sissies. Anyway. Where are we? Uh, so I feel like a donkey's just going to walk in my apartment and go, hey, <laughs> It's time for your first teabag. I don't want I, I, oh. I to. I can't wrangle this circus anymore. <laughs> I, it's not really a thing, but like. I'm a little, maybe I seem critical. I'm a little disappointed in Lucy that like the biggest plot point that Lucy's giving us is that she graduated. And, and it's really sweet that they're throwing her graduation party. But like Lucy needs to step up. Everybody else in his cast is being such messes and dramatic. And she's kind of like Mads is still dramatic, but is hope holding her shit together. I need, Lu I need that from Lucy. She started off strong as like this comic and she was klutzy and all that. And I just feel like she's petered out. I I agree. I think there's not a lot of there's there because there's no one for her on the boat to hook up with. There's no storyline there. There's no spe specific set of skills <laughs> that she does that no one else does. And I don't I I think she doesn't really give super good confessionals. Um that's so true. I agree. With I don't that. know. She's also very young, so maybe that's it. I think she also just might not be that. She, I think she finds it maybe hard to be herself on camera. Maybe, maybe she comes off like she, you think she would be a woohoo girl, but she's not. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I want to say I, I when Gary said. Yeah, I don't, I don't like conflict with anyone. I'm, I'm not good with confrontation. And I went, that is the most, tr that's the truest thing that's ever been said on this show. Very true. Because his whole career is about avoiding confrontation <laughs> as much as he possibly can. Uh, literally and just one of the most avoided people we've seen. And that's saying it's something. It's staggering sometimes. Um, so y'all... What about this conversation that Gary is having with Colin? Because he's like, I don't want to talk about this. Because Dave is like, I want to talk about, I want to talk about how you and you and he may not be friends anymore, and they don't want to have it because Gary just thinks, oh, Colin, I'll be, Colin, I will be fine after like three days, and they probably would have. I mean, they end up talking more lately just because Daisy. Daisy Mason, which talk about awkward, awkward, awkward. I what is crazy to me is that um Gary, you see Gary do this in both episodes, but how he's a master at apologizing and then completely unapologizing and giving excuses for why he did everything and how and yep. why not only why he did it, but it was valid for him to do that. One breath later, most of the time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's sta it, that's staggering as well. Cause he can't be the bad guy. Yeah. Unapologize yeah. like Carrie Underwood. Is that really a Carrie Underwood song? It is. I don't really like it. Cause unapologize is a weird word to sing. Yeah. And, and it makes no sense. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I was. It's not one of my carry favorites. Is that a single? Yeah. Okay. I don't um, <laughs> I only know the singles that were played on like pop radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, well, it's country. Yeah, it's very country. Um, okay. I'm. We're gonna take a break, but I wanna. I'm gonna tease people because we talked about chasing Alex talking, but. Well, we come back. I want to find out for Poodle. What did you think of Alex's comment when he said, "Oh, oh, oh! I'm don't dealing- say it! Don't say it! Don't say it! Don't say it!" We're going to we'll save be- it for the break. We'll be right back. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals, you know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not enough purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes, our Canadian fans love the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. 
And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our song, Finch Song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Song Finch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free, so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. When I tell you, after I heard the phrase... Group hug in the showers tonight. I, uh, first of all, it was like my brain had like, it was just been flooded with like a bad engine. Or like a movie from Treasure Island Media. Um, wow. Uh, my brain had been flooded with endorphins because, and I kind of, I kind of felt giddy because oh I imagined them taking a shower together and hugging in a, in a brotherly way, in a, in a convivial way. And, but, but then, and not doing anything, but their, but their penis is just slightly brushing Jesus. by one another, just like nuzzling each other like ponies. And, and then though, I went back to all the times Chase, who I'm sure played sports, and because that's what he talks about, they said that, and they would hug each other in the showers. And I had to take a moment. <laughs> what about how that was very vivid? I know, but what what did you think? I kind of I I went somewhere. I like I, I went somewhere with that phrase. I kind of was already primed up for when Alex right. said that. Well, kind of prelude for when Alex said, <laughs> "I'm I'm around these guys with a bunch of small dick energy." Y'all, because you know what that means. He's got a bigger dick than I thought. Yeah, that we it's were wrong. Really pretty. I told yeah, I told you is. that the the penis is really pretty, but it's it's got more girth than we thought. Yeah. Oh, I can just see it now. Oh. It's got a beautiful head on it. Yeah. It's not fair that men who look like that also have nice penises. Wow. Say come Loru. Say say come Lorum. Say come say come Lorum. Uh yeah. Wow. That, <laughs> wow. that was a moment. That was a yeah. moment. So I already was like, so as soon as he said that, I actually, uh, I don't know. I actually just, my arms just popped out of their sockets and went, <laughs> and I just went, oh, I got to go pick those up. 
I, what I think is interesting, there's no homophobia on this boat. There's just zero. Bandit, yeah. Because it doesn't come from Colin or Gary. And so it doesn't come from the top. And so hopefully it comes from the bottom. Oh, yeah. It's true. <laughs> bottom does the work. Um, so uh, I, what do you what do you think? About Alex telling Mads, uh, yeah, it's never going to happen with us because Gary, we're doing, taking, you know, you're kind of Gary's, uh, with Gary, I'd be in a rock and a hard place. Well, I think two things. First of all, I think her white dress that she wore looked so fucking gorgeous. And oh, she looked, she looked so cute. It. it was so cute. So I want to say that. And second, she's, I, she's starting to get on my nerves, actually. Oh, I, I'm still not bothered because she should. She's getting on my nerves. Gary's. Gary's being an asshole. No, well, it's not even that. It's it's other things. It's getting on my nerves also, about, about how she feels about it. Well, it's also she's a little myth because y'all, Alex is a genius. He ain't no saint because he knows with a girl like that, she has all the power. So what's a way for me to shift the power dynamic? It is to tell her, I would hook up with you, but you're already hooking up with my boss, no. so what can I do about it? I was going to say, it is the most genius stroke, yes. and it always keeps her kind of messed up, too, <laughs> which I think which I think sucks. And it makes her, y'all, because Mad's got a little bit of Little Poodle in her, and when Little Poodle <laughs> can't get what Little Poodle wants, Poodle, Little Poodle gets angry someone's, and is ravenous for it someone's gonna die tonight <laughs> that's what it yeah. means <laughs> so you get what you want yeah. so mark my words i don't know if we've seen it yet i would be surprised if they hook up this season sometime she she's not gonna care about gary's feelings she's gonna want what she wants we've only got uh about two more charters i believe because yeah because i think maybe maybe they'll go to ten, charter 10 this season um, sometimes Maybe. you just go to nine. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I think about his conversation. Uh, my kind of my next tea bag is let's actually talk about Mads and Gary. Cause that was kind of one of my things is basically they like the, he do you think she's like, I do kind of see what you say. She keeps saying like, I'm just trying to have fun. I'm just trying to be yeah, cool. About that's when it. I'm over. So why does that get on your nerves? I'm over it because I don't think it's actually genuine anymore. I think um, I think she appears in her talking heads much more confident than she really is on the boat. Um, um, I feel like it's a, it gives me a little pick me energy um, mm. in the talking heads, uh, like she's trying to talk herself up more than she actually is. And I, this, is, this is when I realized it, because there's a disjunction what, than what happens on the boat, than who she is in her. Mm. So that's where I'm kind of that's a That's a good point. I, I, can see, I still like her, but I can see that. That's where I'm um, at with her. Yeah, I'm a little, I want a little bit like, can you bring this energy, a little more of this energy to your real life, mm -hmm. instead of being, being kind of being Gary's puppy most of the time, and then giving the strong things for your confessionals. Yeah, because she keeps, and we see this more in the episode, next episode, but she keeps letting him sneak back in. Yeah, totally. Sometimes when she's not even drinking. Yeah, well, it's just. 
the body the the body yearns for what it needs what it yearns for you've had yearnings you know yeah but gary wow yeah yep anyway, anyway what's your next tea bag um uh we already talked about Daisy Daisy calling Colin Gary yeah who did oh man and what's interesting here do you think Colin act appropriately totally i, I think, think so I think Colin is so mixed up in his head right now. Amen to that. Amen to that. I think think what they are doing with Colin, because he's so chill most of the time, he's so like island life, good vibes, let's have fun, that they're giving him more stress than he's probably ever had on the boat. And because he almost, he gets a little snippy every single time. And Colin usually doesn't do that. Well, Colin normally the shit too. Co- yes, Colin no- normally stirs the pot and wants to see what everyone else's drama's like. That's and true. And he's not comfortable really with it happening to him. And when when when, it, when that conversation when when Colin calls Gary a pussy and it, you can tell, oh, Colin's still really hurt by yeah. I think he's hurt more from Gary than he was and from Daisy. Daisy. Yeah, hundred percent, and and I can tell. I don't know if Colin actually has feelings for Daisy. I think this is one of those romantic things when the pressure gets on. I think he can have feelings for anyone. I don't think it's true feelings because he kind of keeps going back and forth, but to see if there are feelings there. I don't I wonder know if he has true feelings for her. Daisy feels rebound. Because he just got out of that relationship. Yes. And and I feel like this is definitely not going to translate off charter <laughs> or char off charter season. It no. will not. No, no. And that's y'all, that's basically what happened because they no longer follow each other on Instagram. It's gonna be like, um, I don't know what I'm just saying that I like her I like her. She's an amazing chef. And again, we're finally getting some plot point, but Aisha and Chase are like Alicia. Alicia, sorry, Alicia and Chase are. This is not just friend. Look, oh, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know flirting very well, but I will say this is flirty. No, it's it's flirty, but she controls it. She controls, and she she knows what she's doing. It's her flirting, but she sees this guy as a bag of meat who is also helpful to her when she needs that. And she needs this kind of thing. She just, she has no interest in him at all sexually. Zero. He's a bag of meat. I've got, I've had bags of meat before. We just want to hug on them. I, (laughs) I, well, you did get T-boned with two steaks. (laughs) That's true. Have you seen her boyfriend? (laughs) Jesus. That y'all, her boyfriend's got a big old dick. Stunner. God damn it. That guy, that guy's hot. Whips it out, slams it on the table. And it like like makes the table like shake. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and your vagina goes, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) My asshole goes, hey. (laughs) Hi. Um, no, I think it's completely innocent. Now, for him, he needs to 
it makes him seem even more pathetic. He's like, these biceps are very cuddleable. And they are. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, have some respect for yourself. You're hot enough. On another ship with a different crew, you would be fucking someone. It's just you're there aren't enough. The girl who who would fuck you is a little trashier than these girls who are here, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. And none of these girls are southern enough for you. You need a girl who kind of knows who kind of knows how to act and be coy and like none of these girls really get you and your vibe. It's true. I get you're right. He, it does. It is cute that somehow he's he's helpful to Alicia. He's not as shitty as he was before. He's still a little shitty for me, um, but I think he's. I think I'm. I'm. I'm shocked. Everyone has stayed through charter season. I don't think we're going to lose anybody. I don't think we are either. Um, luckily and, because Sheffy's had an easy season. She's had. I very kind of good agree people. with you. She if she had difficult people, she would be gone. I think she's also. For below deck sailing yacht, she's extremely talented um, because the one they had the first two seasons worked, and they were all over the place. Because she had Adam um, on season two, and the woman Marcos was talented. That's what I mean, Marco. But Marcos was very, very. Oh, good he too. was season but, three. Season three. But they had lots of challenges. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, um, speaking of Sheffy. That mosaic sushi was gorgeous. It was really pretty. It took my breath away. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) And that woman cried when she saw France. I went, oh, oh. She just burst into tears a little bit. That's the magic of shows like this. It overwhelms you. It overwhelmed. Did you cry? I'm emotional today. (laughs) Did you cry when you saw France? No, um, you know what I did? I did cry the first time I saw, it was overwhelming. Um, the first time, you know, I didn't cry when I saw France. When I, the first time I was on the street in uh, like the Place de la Concorde and the Eiffel Tower, Tower was right over there, and you you could see Sacre-Cœur in the in the distance. I kind of had this moment of like, oh my god, I'm in fucking Paris, and I don't I didn't know if I'd ever get here because mm. I had spent so much. Time Mama, I it. came from the field and I finally got help, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> and another moment of that I can remember is being on the Charles Bridge in Prague, and it was sunset and going. And it was this moment where I went that in the town looks so medieval because it's so mm-hmm. old and it wasn't bombed. Some of it was bombed, but uh, where I go, you wouldn't know if it was like 1520 or 2020. Mm-hmm. That's it, it, besides the cars and the clothing. That's how I felt when I got fucked by a go-go dancer in the bathroom of Mickey's. Whoever thought I'd get there in West Hollywood. I'm proud for you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I don't have, I don't, I didn't, that's all I have about that at first episode. There's Matt think- Gary unapologizing to Mads as well. He does the exact same thing, yeah. but we've already talked about that behavior, but he does in two episodes, he does it twice. I'm just, I'm over Gary. We, so I want to just clarify the phrase, 
I want to give so-and-so some space ha- is widely used in our culture. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm liking and where this is going because it gets on my I want to clarify what that means and or what and, – and maybe you're thinking – you're using it correctly and and maybe in and it's because it's all about the intention. The intention mm-hmm. when you say I'm giving this in this space Mads some space or giving Mads her space is a benevolent gesture to someone else. It is a giving you're giving someone a gracious gesture to have time with their feelings for have time for them to process it giving some space to gary means i'm going to ignore her cuz i don't want to talk to her ding 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 because i'm afraid she's still mad at me that's not what giving someone space is giving no it is giving not. someone space is a gesture of you want to talk to that person, but you are putting your you are you are lowering your need, uh, the level of your needs to give them time to meet their needs. It's exactly the opposite of what he, of what he's doing here. So when someone says, if someone says to you, I was trying to give you some space, like DeAndre. On 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 me, you and my ex did to Elodie. I was gonna say I'm, I was I was just thinking I was gonna co- talk about that. Fuck, that was awful. So y'all don't ever let anyone say tell you what I was giving you some space. No, you were ignoring me, or you were you were you were ignoring me, or you were ghosting me, and letting yourself because you were worried that. I was mad at you, and you couldn't stand the discomfort of my anger. So you were ignoring me. Don't let anyone get away with that in your life. So are you saying for you, when you tell me that you need space, you really don't mean that, and that I should just love you and be closer to you and spend more time with you? No, listen to me when I say it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm saying, when I'm saying, if someone says to you, I was giving no, you No, I understand space. what you're saying. Now, yeah. it's perfectly yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a um I wish you the best. It is. But when when you say I need some space and someone doesn't want to give that to you, that's all that's that's just as bad. But um but when when if you don't if you don't ask for space um and someone says I was giving you space, don't let them convince you it's a nice gesture. That's just them being avoidant. Yeah. And couching it yeah. in a way that sounds like a nice gesture. Don't let don't let them be convinced. Don't let them be the good guy here because they're not. I I was That's triggered. Scary. I was triggered by that. No shit. <laughs> That's okay, y'all. We're the, we're on to episode thirteen, T Bone with Steaks. So uh, just we, so you know where we we've are. already said a lot of this stuff though when they're talking about yeah, we said curly fries and being fast food. Elite. Don't you bring it up again. <laughs> Um, I want to point. I want a steak and curly fries now. A steak and curly fries. I don't eat steak that much, but when oh, I wow. eat it, I'm like, God, I fucking love steak. <laughs> Do you usually eat it on someone's stomach? No, I've never. Like I've Gary's, never, like sushi I've never Gary. eaten steak off someone's stomach. I haven't eaten food off of. Wait, I have to think. Yeah. Uh, 
I haven't eaten food off of people. Uh, like Mads, I find it slightly unsanitary. I would never eat sushi off someone. I don't care if their you, skin was clean. You've never put anything on your butthole for a man to eat. No, out. it's not something. I have it's not, not either, something I want to combine. No whipped cream. Nope. nope, none of it. No honey. Nope. None of it. Uh, chocolate. Nope. nope. Candle wax. Hmm. That wasn't eating, though. Um, I know. I just wanted to catch you and see if you'd use candle wax. No I already comment. Know the answer. Yeah. Two, I, somebody has a vampire fetish, so I, we know I that I want to say, make sure it's not hot right off of the flame. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll just tell you. <laughs> Let it cool a little bit. Well, you're supposed to, I've heard, hold the candle up and let it drop so it has time to cool before it hits your body. Do you just pour the candle, like, right over your skin? Maybe. (laughs) I didn't do anything. They did it. You're going to burn your taint. I went, ah! (laughs) (laughs) The mood was gone. Oh. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I come out of I come out of uh, a mood real fast when something doesn't suit me. When something is like we've noticed, yeah. we've like when I, when the, the guy kept biting on my nipples and I just hit him in the side of the head with my fist. <laughs> um, oh, sometimes you need to do that if they won't listen, y'all. Sometimes. Kick that person off. No um, means no. <laughs> no is a complete sentence, as someone said to me yesterday. <laughs> well, I don't want to ask what happened. Was it your mother? No, we were talking about something else. Uh, and they said, no is a complete sentence. You don't have to say no because or no, I just, no. No is a complete sentence. And oh, don't have to justify it. Sometimes you don't want things. Sometimes you don't. It's called a boundary, and a boundary is given with love. Or a, or says, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> that's your love language. And and but you know what? Boundary gives yourself love. So that's that's the truth. That's true. You said that like not Obama, boundary but Caesar Obama. Uh, boundary <laughs> sets your love for yourself. Yep. That's what I say. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk about kind of the main I, thing that I just want to say, bring up one more thing. Oh, no. Please. I could Please. I could eat the sushi off Gary before I ate the wasabi off his nipples. That I found, and the wasabi wasn't like the wasabi; it was almost liquid. That like that can pick up residue. <laughs> I. Wouldn't want to really eat sushi off of anyone. I agree. It was kind of repellent to me, like the idea. Yeah, to me, sushi needs to it, be clean. <laughs> they do well. Also, they do some demeaning stuff on these boats, but this just felt like a little much for me. You know, I didn't think twice because Gary is. I agree with you always. When especially with women to men, for some reason, Gary is so ready for it, um, and he'll do anything. And I don't think he, I don't think he finds anything shameful in it, but it, it still did feel a little bit weird. 
Um, did we mention the queer saying who was in this saying there's all or what what do you want to eat? And he went, cock. <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> Y'all, this that this was one of my teabags. Showed out. <laughs> whoop, whoop. We have a dick pig, America. We have a dick pig. This, dick pig, dick pig at sea. This queen showed the fuck out, and I am proud for her. She got on there. She knew. She understood the assignment. She was serving Silver Daddy, too. She was fit. She was cute. Yes. I have a connection to that queen I'll tell you about. Someone I know knows that queen. Wow. You fucked so many people. <laughs> God damn. Wow. Um, wow. But I will say this. I say this about Gary, um, but I, I'm going to just say Daisy's done with your team. She is. I she's agree with done. you. I agree with you. I think she's done. She's just not happy. I think the, one of the problems with Daisy, Michelle and I were talking about this today, Michelle from Bloody Day, and we were just kind of just making conversation about Below Deck. The difference between the Cake Chastain stew, School of Stewing, of Chief Stewing, is you can tell them to go fuck themselves, but you can tell it to them in a nice way. And your whole dependence of your value in life doesn't depend on how these people feel about you. Daisy mm -hmm. takes things so close to her heart about, and yeah. how she serves is how, and we've seen other stews do that. The only reason Daisy has, Daisy, Daisy has survived in this business and other chief stews hasn't is... There's a level to her work where she can separate it a little bit, but she still is a mess on the boat. And she's also yeah. a mess, and she's good TV. It's the only reason she survived. I'm surprised she made it three seasons. And she's going to be so defensive about <clears throat> yeah. this. Like, but it was, like, at first, like... Like the, even the hitting the head a little bit at first, but then when you they say when they say the time frames of how long it was before, I mean already they went. I feel like thirteen minutes of service when when basically Glenn had to go down, and I I think thirteen minutes of not checking in on your charter guest at a fancy yacht is a long time. I think she's taken her eye off the ball. I think this Colin Gary mishmash. Uh, and her, her her sister's coming with Nismash, which is the worst thing need, that needs to happen. It's her sister coming to distract her even more. Um, I think I I can't imagine she's back. I can't imagine. I think no. I think that's why she's because you can tell she's fucking up and she really doesn't care. Yeah, that's the worst part about it. Yeah, she's done because y'all they don't have a steward. Um, and then later on when he hits his head, it's like 15 minutes and she's like, well, it's really hard to hear the, the, the communicator and all. And I'm like, you're the chief fucking, like your walkie should be on. Yeah. Just full stop. Again, it's Jay, funny. Jason at gap kids was very big. <laughs> we did not have our walkie on and a walkie in our ear. So that way we could find out if somebody needed a size 12 in a boot fly jean, or button fly, uh, I mean, a boot, not a bootleg, boot, boot cut. cut jean. Boy, I, Boy that I, took a bit to get I there. I imagine that when the, the leadership, the, his head swelled when he moved up from Gap Kids. I, I imagine that was a different market. Well, he, yeah, because he was a baby Gap. You're not going to get trade that comes in there. <laughs>
You know what? He gave me a $4 raise, though. <laughs> wow. I've got to say, uh, he hour. didn't want to make out with you, but he knew you were a good employee. <laughs> I made that money, and I spent those ones on those drag queens at the Rose Room. <laughs> I don't know if him being a manager and making out with all the gay employees was the best thing, <laughs> was the best decision at that point. He was a nice guy. Uh, what le- it looks like, it looks like Jason showed more of a commitment and to professionalism than Daisy is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah was yeah, he extremely yeah. preppy, like so many Dallas gays are? Oh, yeah, yeah, boy, that's Jr.'s Jr.'s queen. Oh, I I I hated those queens. So preppy. I guarantee you knew this guy or had he's not your type to have sex with, but you knew him. I probably did. I knew a lot of Jasons. <laughs> wow. God, JR's. That that that, that patio. My god. What the th- the unspeakable things that happened to me on that patio. <laughs> yeah. And and some of them were speakable because uh the police were called. <laughs> The furtive, res- the furtive grabbings and 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 bunching of clothing. All right, okay. <laughs> All right. By the way, y'all, I received my Dr Pepper ice cream today. I haven't had it yet. I am going to do an unboxing video, but we just haven't had time. Are you going to taste so it on camera? Yes. Don't email me anymore. I got your cookies and cream. What if it's bad. I will see. Then I'll probably won't air it. <laughs> I don't have anything else besides Glenn going, it's just cut. And I don't think Daisy's going to respond well to this. You know, we don't have a lot this episode because so much of this episode was them driving to fa- or sailing to France and then parking in France and then getting it out of France impressive. and they were dragging. It, it was, dra- the, but this was a very nautical heavy, nautical action heavy episode. It was good to, watch, to watch. Just not, not a lot not to talk, talk about it. That's all yeah. I've got. I think that's all that. Um, and wow, that is really all I and got. And y'all, we are. Remember, we are. We're. We have programming next week, but the following week, I, we think Below Deck is probably not going to air. Um, the week of July. 4th. We know it's not it's airing official. on July fourth. But we're mm-hmm. we we are. Any of our night of fiance is of course going to air, uh, because I think that's <clears throat> it airs on the second maybe. We'll also have our Q and A. Yeah, you'll hear our Q and Gay, or our A. We have so many questions. Yes, we have so many questions from our RG Plus members from last time that we didn't get to. Um, do, I'll probably do another submission some... thing too. Why not? Oh, you will. Yeah. Okay, so we can pull from that. Oh, so that'll be then... on our. That'll be on our Patreon. We'll put that on our Patreon. Because last time y'all just wanted to know if my boyfriend and I were together, <laughs> and you know that answer now. <laughs> I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask a question. I need to hear a, a long, thorough description of how it all went down. Well, you don't hear all Complete of it. Did you do tears. hear a little bit of it. Tears. You hear a little bit of it on dates with mates with Demona Hoffman. Oh, so wow. Go for tea. Can, can, there you go. Good segue. Can we get some of her advertising money if we're if we're pimping the, the show that way. That's below <laughs> dick, everybody. That's the episode. How do we end this shit show? I knew you didn't know. <laughs> it's called, and until next time, y'all, Anchors Anchors Gay.
Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.